Amen. How we need our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Especially in these last days, folks, if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, let me just warn you, time is getting short. In fact, on Sunday nights, we're going through the book of the Revelation, and uh, tonight we'll be looking at the second beast that comes upon the scene during the middle of the tribulation period. And, you know, there's some things going on today that, boy, just running parallel to what John saw there in the book of the Revelation. You have your Bibles this morning. Turn to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 1 through 6 this morning as we're on a series that we've entitled Keys to Acquiring the Promised Land. Last week we began looking at this idea of our acquiring the promised land as a church, as individuals even. I believe that God has a promised land for every church that is a true church. And I believe God has a promised land for every believer that, fi- that, that, that it is a true and faithful and obedient believer in Christ. God wants to take churches farther than what they've ever imagined. God wants to take believers farther than what they've ever imagined too. I believe the promised land is different for each church. You can't just say, this is the promised land for every church. I believe every church God has a different place and a responsibility for. I believe every church has their own promised land that God is promising to take them to if they'll simply be obedient to him. As I said last week, I believe that any church or any individual believer that finds himself at the River Jordan has to make a decision, all right, am I going to cross over and acquire what God has for me, or am I going to turn back and go into the wilderness where I've wandered in this instance for 40 years? You know, as we get to chapter 3, we see Joshua has sent two spies into Jericho on a military mission. Now, unlike when Moses had done that, you remember Moses with the previous generation, he had sent 12 spies into the promised land, but they was only sent in there to give a report of all the things that God had in there for them. This was different than that. These two were to report back with the intel. In other words, they was going into the promised land to look at the enemy and get intel to bring back Back to Joshua and the leaders. This generation, unlike the previous generation, they was determined we are going to acquire the promise of God. We are going to get what God has promised to us. They was not like that previous generation. Notice the two spies didn't report back to the entire congregation in order to hold a business meeting like the twelve does. That kind of infers they wasn't Baptists because you know how Baptists are. We have to go in and we have to look at things and then hold a special business meeting before a decision can be made. No, these guys was reporting back with intel to give to the leaders. There was not going to be any business meeting to vote on whether to go forward or not. This time, this generation was set on receiving everything that God had promised to them. They had had their time in the in the wilderness. They had had their belly full of the wilderness. Now they desired all that God had for them. Listen, until a church is, is, is no longer content in the wilderness, listen to me, and this is for individuals too, until a church or an individual is no longer content in the wilderness, they will never be willing to do what it takes to come out of the wilderness. 
And let me tell you, there's a lot of churches in the wilderness today. There's a lot of, quote, believers who claim to be children of God who are wandering in the wilderness today. And it takes effort to come out of that wilderness, okay? Look, let's see what happened next here as the children of, uh, of God are at the River Jordan again, where they were some 40 years before, yet they refused to go in because of the report of 10 guys, you know, that cost them the promised land. The first thing we need to understand is the River Jordan must be approached in faith. As we come up to our River of Jordan, we must continue to have faith in God. You cannot approach the, the Jordan second-guessing or whether you should go in or whether you should not, whether you should cross over. Is it going to be beneficial to me to cross over? If I cross over, what is this going to count uh, uh, cost me? You know, what, what, what will I have to give up in, to, in order to cross the River Jordan? Folks, we have to come to the river Jordan of our life, you know, trusting God and having faith in God. Do you want what's on the other side of the Jordan more than you want where you're at now? That's the decision you have to make. And I will assure you, wherever you're at today, God has greater things for you if you'll just move forward in faith and cross that Jordan that's in your life. You must approach the Jordan knowing without a doubt you are in the place that God would have you to be and you must be prepared by faith to receive all that God has for you. You. Look, they came to the Jordan, and what we see in our scripture text this morning is they lodged there. Look at verse 1 and 2, Joshua chapter 3. And Joshua arose early in the morning, and they removed from Shepman, and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host of people. Now, this lodging would not be for long, we see here. This lodging here at the Jordan would just be for a few days, just long enough to develop a strategy, you know, just long enough to get all the leaders in place so that when they cross that Jordan in faith, they would be ready to, to, to take what God had promised to them. Though they were not yet told how they would pass over that Jordan, Okay, they went forward in faith, having been told you will pass it. You will go past it. And they just had faith in God that it would be. We must always be willing to move forward, even though we may foresee difficulties. Listen, if you're a child of God today and you're wandering in the wilderness, now you say, Pastor, what do you mean wandering in the wilderness? First of all, you're not where God wants you to be. Okay, if you're not serving God, you're wandering in the wilderness. Are you, are you with me this morning? God don't want you in the wilderness. And until you get to the point in your life that you realize this is not where God would have me to be. This is not where God's blessings are. Trust me, folks. God's blessing is not in the wilderness. God will not bless you in the wilderness. God wants you serving Him. God wants you following Him. And where you know He wants you to be is to cross over whatever that Jordan is in your life that's keeping you in the wilderness. So stop and think about that for a moment. What is the Jordan in my life that is keeping me from trusting God and crossing over to what God really has for me in my life? You've got to decide. You're at that Jordan this morning. Some of you are. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's, let's jump off into this. 
this lodging, as I said, would it'd just be for a few days, just long enough to develop this strategy. We must always be willing to move forward, even though we may foresee difficulties, trusting God to help us through them. Look, we must proceed as far as we can and depend on divine sufficiency for that that we find not sufficient in ourselves. Now, the second thing we see here is this. The people were directed to follow the ark. Look at verse 3. And they commanded the people, saying... Now, remember, he's done sent all these leaders throughout the crowd. He's done told his leaders, you get out there, and here's what you tell the people. They were commanded to, uh, that when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priest and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. In other words, guys, be ready, because at any time... The priest and the Levites are going to pick up the ark. They're going to start marching forward. They're going to head right toward that river Jordan. And you be ready to follow them. Look, officers were appointed to go out through this host of people and direct every one of them how they should follow the priest when they crossed over Jordan. Joshua wanted everyone to understand that they would depend upon the ark to lead them. Okay, that is upon God himself. Why upon God himself? Because the ark was symbolic of the presence of God. Therefore, they were to follow God through the river Jordan. The people must follow the ark. Okay? Wherever God's ordinances are, folks, there we must be. Wherever his presence is, that's where we should be. We must be willing to remove ourselves from the wilderness that we're in. And again, if you're not serving God 100%, you're in the wilderness. And we must be willing to just leave the wilderness, cross that Jordan, and accept everything that God has for us. Look, if we're not willing... Or, yeah, uh, well, before that, they would depend upon the ark to lead them. That is God himself. Now, here's the thing. If we're not willing to remove ourselves from our comfort zones. You see, the wilderness for many is a comfort zone. Why is that? Because they're comfortable where they're at. They know their surroundings. They know what's all around them. I mean, they're comfortable here because this is where I've been for a long time. But if we're not willing to remove ourselves from our comfort zones, we'll never soar high for God. If we're not willing to remove ourselves from our comfort zone, we'll never cross that river Jordan. If we're not willing to remove ourselves from our comfort zone, folks, you'll never see what God has for you in store. You've got to be willing to leave the wilderness and go to what God has for you. Again, reaching the place that God has for us takes effort, it takes sacrifice, and it takes a willingness to leave our comfort zone and to go after it. This must be our desire to focus on the ark. Who is the ark? God. To follow God, follow Him in faith. We must follow our leaders only as they follow God. Now, following God will always lead to newer and greener pastures. Look at verse 4. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, you and it making reference to the ark, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near it. In other words, don't get real close to the ark. 
that you may know the way by which you must go, for ye have not passed this way before. In other words, here's what God is saying to him, or Joshua is saying to him through God. You follow that ark, okay? You follow that ark, and it's going to take you places you've never been before. Folks, listen to me. If you will make the decision to come out of the wilderness, cross over that Jordan, and again, what is the Jordan? It's whatever you're, whatever's keeping you from following God. Is it friends? Yeah, I don't want to lose these friends. You know, is it, is it a habit you have in your life? And you say, as long as this habit's in my life, I can never really follow God. That's a river Jordan. What is your river Jordan that is keeping you from getting everything that God has for you? God has something great for you. And here's what we see here. You know, in this, following God will always lead to greener pastures. Listen, folks, there's greater things awaiting you if you'll turn loose to this world, get out of the wilderness, cross whatever that Jordan is in your life, and start following God. It's going to lead you to greater things than you could ever imagine in your life. Look, in following the ark, they were told to keep your distance. Okay, so with the ark in front of the people, why was they to keep their distance? Because it would be better seen out there a thousand yards or so from them. In other words, don't get right up on it because it won't be able to be seen. But the further back you are, the more you'll be able to see that ark. And he says, you've never passed this way before. You've never seen what you're going to see if you'll just follow that ark. This had been the character all the way through the wilderness. It, it was an untrodden path, but especially through Jordan. And while we're, uh, while we're, while we're here, you know, we must ex- expect for the unusual events to happen within our life. Look, if we have the assurance of God's presence, and we do, okay, we don't need to fear. If there's a Jordan in front of you, that's keeping you from truly making a commitment to follow God. If a, that Jordan, whatever it might be, you don't need to fear crossing it. You don't need to fear. God's presence will furnish. It will furnish us with such strength that, that we've never experienced before when we make that decision to move forward, to move forward for Him. What greater encouragement could they have than this that the lord was their god what greater encouragement can you have but that the lord is your god a god in covenant with you here was the ark of the covenant you know if god be for us we need not fear any evil if god be for us who can be against us he was nigh to them right by them he was present with them he was going before them what could go wrong if they were guided by god what can go wrong in your life if you're guided by god nothing nothing whatsoever Look, they must depend, on the, uh, depend upon the priest and the Levites who were appointed for the purpose of carrying the ark. They had to depend on these guys, okay? The work of the ministers is to hold forth the word of God and to take care of the administration of the, those ordinances, which are the tokens of God's presence and the instruments of his power and grace. And this 
this, they must go. Because of this, they must go before the people. Look, they was also, we see in verse 5, commanded to sanctify themselves. Look at verse 5. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. Now look at this. For tomorrow, tomorrow, the Lord will do wonders among you. Folks, if you will make the decision to come out of the wilderness, cross over the Jordan, get to that place that God has for you, what does he say? You're gonna, God's going to work wonders in your life. But listen to me. As long as you just stay in the wilderness, the wilderness is not with God. As long as you decide, as long as you make that choice to stay in the wilderness, you'll never see these wonders that God has for your life. God, help us. And Joshua said to people, sanctify yourself. You're going to see God do great things tomorrow. When we cross that Jordan, you're going to see things happen like never happened in your lives before. Now, the purpose of sanctifying was, was that they might prepare to adhere to that ark. And with good reason, sanctify yourselves, he said, for tomorrow God is going to work wonders among you. See how we can see here how intimately acquainted Joshua was with God. I want you to look at this here. He could tell beforehand what God was going to do because he had spent time with God. And God had told him as the leader, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open that Jordan for you guys. I'm going to open that Jordan so you can all cross over and get to what I have for you. Again, if you're in the wilderness this morning, and again, what's the wilderness? You're not serving God the way you should. Okay? If you're not faithful to your church, you're in the wilderness. If you've got some habitual sin in your life you refuse to deal with, you're in the wilderness, okay? And God says if you'll just walk up to that Jordan, whatever that Jordan is in your life that's keeping you in the wilderness, he says you're going to see me do great things with that Jordan in your life. And once you cross it, you're going to see greater things that I have for you, that I have for you. We can see here that with, with preparation, we must, we must, you know, walk forward, move forward, and receive everything that God has for us. They must separate themselves from all other cares. They must devote themselves to God's honor. They must cleanse themselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit. The people of Israel were now entering this holy land, and because of that, they must sanctify themselves. This, too, must be done before we can see wonders of God within our life, within our church. As a church, the congregation must be willing to sanctify themselves. The leaders must be willing to sanctify themselves in preparation of crossing over and receiving all that God has for us. Now, the second thing we see here is this. The priest, following the priest, must be done in faith. Look at verse 6. And Joshua spoke to the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. Here in verse 6, we see that the priest this time was ordered to take up the Ark and carry it before the uh, uh, people. It was the 
Levites work ordinary to carry that ark. But on this great occasion, God called on the priest to carry it. Now, a challenge was before the people. Follow the priest as they follow God. And folks, that is true today. The people were to follow the ark as the priest carried it before them. In the same way, we must walk after the direction of the Word of God and the direction of the Holy Spirit as He leads. Look, while at Jordan, we must expect and be prepared to experience paths that we've never experienced before. Some of you right here this morning are in the wilderness. Okay? You know you are. You may be making excuses why you're not really in the wilderness. But you know you're in the wilderness this morning. You know you're not where God would have you to be. You know that you're not receiving everything that God has for you. This morning, because you're here and you're hearing this word, this morning you're at the Jordan. This morning you have a choice to make. Are you going to remain in the wilderness not serving God? Now we're talking here about Children of God first. Are you going to make that decision to remain in the wilderness and continue to not serve God the way you know God wants you to? Or are you going to say this morning, I'm choosing to cross over. Don't know yet how I'm going to do it. They didn't know how they was going to do it at first. All they knew was there was that Jordan, you know, right there before. You know? It was during the time of harvest. Nor, normally that Jordan was probably 100 foot wide. But during the time of harvest with all the rains, they say that thing could have been 1,000 yards wide. How was they going to cross that? They didn't know. How are you going to cross the Jordan you're, you're facing this morning? You probably don't know. But if you'll just trust God and take that step by faith, you're going to see God work wonders in your life just like he promised these people. Now, while at Jordan, like I say, we must expect and be prepared to experience past we've never met before. Now, I know that the Baptist theme song, okay, is I shall not be moved. Okay, that's the Baptist theme song. And the Baptist motto is, we've never done it this way before. But in following God, folks, we can proceed with boldness. We can proceed with cheerfulness and understand this one truth, okay? If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. I hope you understand what that means. Rather, we are called to suffer poverty, pain, labor, persecution, reproach, death. You know, we are to follow the author and finisher of our faith. So be faithful, child of God, and follow him. Most of us that are in this room remember November the 18th, 1978. 913 people died in a mass suicide, murder-suicide, at Jamestown Colony in Ghana. Most of us remember that. 
It was the home of the people's temple. The dead were followers of Jim Jones. He was a charismatic, self-appointed founder of this cult. And Jones started out as a minister of a mainline Christian denomination, but he, somewhere along the way he lost his theological way, proclaiming himself to be the incarnation of Jesus Christ. And those who obeyed Jones's command to kill themselves did so because they had taken their eyes off God and they had focused their eyes upon their leader. Now, what's my point in bringing this up? When Joshua led the Israelites across the Jordan River into that promised land, he positioned the ark about a thousand yards in front of the line of march in other words here was the line of march he positioned that ark about a thousand yards in front of them now the purpose of that was that so everyone could keep their eyes on the ark whether it was those in the back whether it was those on the side or whether it was those on this side with that ark a thousand yards in front everyone was able to view it to see it and to follow it and this was so, again, that everyone could know I'm following God because I'm following the ark, because I'm following the ark. Joshua wanted it to be clear. Guys, you're not following me. You're following the ark. You're following the ark, not him. He wanted every single Israelite to be able to see that ark. You know, too many times people assume as did they at the people's temple, that their leader is following God without checking to make sure themselves. You see, a congregation is not obligated to follow the leader unless the leader is following God. And once that leader ceases following God, the people need to cease following that leader. That's not what happened in Jonestown. They took their eyes off God because the leader took his eyes off God. They were following the leader, and as a result, 913 people died. Look, it's your responsibility, child of God. It's your responsibility as a born-again child of God to know God and his word so well that you can make, maintain confidence in your leader's direction. And that's why Joshua put that ark out there a thousand yards. So the people would know we're following God. We're not following you, Joshua. You're leading, but you're leading because you're following God. Look, I challenge you before God that you're to follow your leader as long as that leader is following God. But again, once that leader ceases following God, you need to know God so well that you could recognize, wait a minute, He's no longer following God. And now you're not obligated to follow that leader. But if you feel confident he's following Christ, then you follow him to the promised land that God has for you. So first of all, in closing, child of God, you know you're saved, but you know you're not really serving God. You know you're saved, but you know you're in that wilderness Okay, you know, you're kind of wandering around out there, not following God. You're here this morning by divine appointment because God is showing you you're at a river Jordan right now. 
And God is asking you this morning, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to remain on this side of the River Jordan and continue in the wilderness? Or are you going to make that step and move forward in faith? Trust that God is going to open that River Jordan for you and receive all that God has for you. Can I tell you something? I've been to that promised land. I'm in that promised land. And it's nothing like you can ever imagine. The blessings that God has for you in that promised land. So what are you going to do, child of God? The ball's in your court, so to speak. Now, if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, boy, you're deep in the wilderness, okay? You're deep in the wilderness. But you too now are at a river Jordan in your life because you've heard the Word of God. You've heard God this morning challenge you to take that step forward and receive what God has for you. God has salvation ready for you. God has, you know, a home being prepared for you. If you'll take that step in faith, cross that Jordan, ask him, Lord, forgive me a sinner, come into my heart, save my soul. I want to be your, uh, your child. I want you to be my God. I want you to be my Savior. And you know what? You'll receive all the blessings of God. So what is it with you this morning? Where are you at in your life? Now, many of you are already in that promised land. You could testify to what I'm saying here this morning, how great it is. But some of you aren't. Some of you are still wandering in the wilderness losing out on all that God has for you. What are you going to do about it this morning? Let's pray.